Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how I was wrong about the Solstice grind. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe helps me out. I appreciate you guys that do that. So I was wrong about Solstice. I did my Solstice first impressions video. I had a handful of people say, man, this is the first time I've ever disagreed with you. Um, and even somebody in chats right now is like, I told you your tune would change once you got to the blue armor. I was saying, you know what? This isn't that bad. I'll chisel away at this every little bit every day. It isn't so bad. I am really, really changing my tune here <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think there's things they could have done better. I think there's elements of it, especially with multiple characters, it could have been done better. I mean, even Bungie's admitting that some of it was a little disproportionate. They're lowering the mini boss thing on the whatever that is, the 14th, this upcoming Tuesday. Uh, I'm sorry, the 13th. August the 13th, they're going to push out an update to lower the mini boss requirement. So, the reason I want to talk about this is because I do think free events like this have a lot of potential to be good for the game. I mean, we've had good free events in the past, the Dawning, uh, and then, you know, I always forget the name of the one with that's like the Haunted Forest. I always forget the name of that one. I thought that was another good one as well. I think we've had good... Um, Festival of the Lost. Festival of the Lost. I think we've had good free events, but I, I think a lot of the times they're all missing one theme and one thread, and I'd like to see some things change. So first, I just want to talk about I was wrong. Secondly, I want to talk about how Bungie has already adjusted. And then lastly, I want to talk about free events going forward. So let's just talk about why was I wrong. I just don't think the grind is a good grind. It's also not an addicting micro grind. And a lot of the times, this is what people are going to do. Some of you are going to run to the comments on YouTube. People already did in my chat this morning. People ask for a grind and then they don't want to grind. People are just lazy. That's a complete misassessment of what's going on. People love a grind when there's loot attached to it. The bounty grind with Ada during the Black Armory. The Menagerie pre-nerf. People love that grind. They had no problem grinding that content day in day out nightfall specific loot in d1 and d2 is a grind that people engage with and don't necessarily complain about now we maybe we criticize the skeleton key system a little bit maybe we criticize the drop rate in nightfalls a little bit but we're not saying oh i don't want to grind that's not what we're saying there's a difference between a good grind and a bad grind just like there's a difference between a good pizza and a bad pizza you can't give me crap food and be like well you wanted this like there's a difference between a good grind and a bad grind okay some of it I think is actually fine I think there's elements of it that are fine and enjoyable but there are pieces of it that just feel completely mismatched or out of left field like the mini boss I think was you know a really really big one that they obviously are admitting needed change also so much of the game hopping is rough Something that we came up with this morning that I think would be a, just a huge, a huge change that would make something like this so much more enjoyable. Okay, imagine when you go to the gauntlets. It says heroic public events, but then it says playlist strike orbs, and then it says cabal defeated. Those are all mismatched. What if instead it said heroic public events, patrols, and lost sectors? There is a clear theme for the gauntlets so you could wear whatever you want you'd put on gauntlets and you'd go do gauntlets you'd kind of hang out in the public space and you'd knock it all out there's something really satisfying when you're doing like a multi-layered grind and your activities are sort of coalescing and converging and complementing each other you go to your chess piece and it's like gambit matches but then it's orbs and final blows 
I guess that's okay because you could get that done in Gambit. But if, but what if it was ten Gambit matches and then it was moats deposited and then it was you know blockers defeated. So there was a clear Gambit theme. So you throw on the chest piece, wear whatever you want on the rest of the armor. You go into Gambit and you grind that out. I really think that would be a better way to approach this. Now I also think on top of that change, they should really consider multiple characters. I think everything should get cut in half on the second character. So if it's 10 Gambit matches, on the second character it's 5. And then on your third character, it should be like one-third. On your third character, instead of 10 Gambit matches, it should be 3. You should be like, oh, this will be so much faster now. I know what I'm doing. I think that's another enormous flaw in the design of the event. It's like, dude, I don't want to do this on a second and third character. Are you freaking kidding me? If they took what I just said and gave each armor piece a thematic thrust where you're working on one piece at a time and you you feel like it's efficient, there's something really nice when you're checking boxes efficiently. I don't feel like I'm checking boxes efficiently in this grind. I feel like I'm game hopping. I feel like, well, when I'm in here, the only thing I can work on is this. And I feel like that really compartmentalizes it and it really... It causes like a disproportionate or it's like a dissonance. It just doesn't feel like it's flowing. I think that's one of the reasons people have been frustrated. And that's one of the reasons that Bungie's made adjustments. That's the second part of the talk. They've made adjustments. The 100 mini boss adjustment is coming out on Tuesday the 13th. And I think this is a really good change. They're listening to us. They're like, okay, look, man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a little bit too much. We're going to dial that back. Personally, I think they should have dialed back almost all of the quantity numbers. Just nerf it all. Just chop it all down. Bring it all down. You know, and I know people are like, well, I grinded really hard the first two weeks or whatever. Okay, cool, good for you, but they, it's it's absurd, and it, some of it needs toned down. The other thing they're doing, this is another good change, you get five, you get uh, credit for five mini-bosses on the final boss. This is a really good decision, too, because you're incentivizing people to stay in the activity. But this touches on a thread that's been missing from pretty much every free event. The Verdant Forest, the Haunted Forest, and the EAZ all have the same thread missing okay i'm not getting loot from the activity like the boss isn't dropping anything verdant forest haunted forest eaz make that change from this point going forward so then that's another nice thread of hey i'm in here for a while getting mini bosses and i might get a cool gun the guns don't even have to be incredible the boxes no no uh uh loot don't give me a freaking box. Give me loot. Three guns. Make them look like the armor from the event. They can have pretty good random rolls. They don't need to be phenomenal. It's just another like, ooh, I got a god roll on this hand cannon. Dude, look at this thing. Even if it's replacing an existing god roll you already have, that's a thread that's missing from these events. It's a loot-based game. And this is just a bunch of homework. It's a scattered mess, laundry list of chores. Instead of being a loot-based loot pursuit grind and I think that's one of the reasons people are really balking at this and saying man this really just isn't landing well right now I really don't enjoy it from a few from a few things that we already talked about the scatteredness of it like not being able to just knock everything out on one item in one activity and having multiple characters is another I think piece of why people are sort of bristling at this event a lot of people gave me a hard time in the comments they're like bro you are way off the mark here this is not a good grind and I am agreeing with them I was wrong my initial impressions were 
this isn't so bad I'll chisel away at it but it definitely gets worse as you go and it it getting worse as you go really de-incentivizes you in hopping to your second and third character because your memory gets so sullied and so salty by the end of your second you know or by the blue or the purple set you're just like dude I'm done I'm sick of this event lastly let's talk about free events going forward I, I actually think a lot of the times they've gotten really, really... Th- they've gotten a lot of things right with the free events. They've done a good job with certain things. The repurposing of the Haunted Forest, the EAZ. I, I think they get certain things right. I want to give them credit. EAZ, Vernon Forest, and Haunted Forest are really, really good pieces of content. I think they were really, really good additions, especially for something that is free. People are like, it's not free. I paid for the annual pass in Forsaken. Okay, but you didn't have to to get access to this event. Everybody gets access to this event, and I think that is actually good to have these every once in a while. I like the spirit of the free events. I really do. I think they bring a good feel to the game. There's always something kind of rhythmically happening. There's not these lulls. There's not these droughts. I would just like to see more loot-based themes or extra generosity. If you remember in the dawning, baking those cookies, even though you weren't necessarily in a loot grind, you were just getting showered with stuff. That felt kind of cool. You know, it's Christmas time, man, you know? It's you're getting all this stuff. You know, it was a, it was actually a pretty good grind for in, uh, enhancement cores, uh, making all those cookies. So even if you're not going to do a bunch of loot, you could do a couple things of loot. Add that generosity factor. When I'm getting those boxes from the EAZ, man, oh man, when I pop those open, that should feel pretty nice. That should be getting showered with some stuff. Maybe a high drop rate of enhancement cores, or maybe other things that are needed for the event or something. Like maybe add it. I don't think we want more currency, so maybe I want to retract that as soon as I say it. But add that theme and that thread of generosity in addition to adding some level of loot grind. Because they had the gun in the Haunted Forest, but it was like a static roll. If that would have been dropping randomly from the bosses, I think that would have been a much better structure of the content. Microtransactions is another thing I got, people kind of gave me grief about on the initial video, like, I can't believe you're defending microtransactions. Listen, micros are not a problem <clears throat> when they're only for vanity items in a free event. You know, somebody in chat's like, free lull. It's free because you don't have to spend money to get access to it. Somebody right now who doesn't own Forsaken, who doesn't own the annual pass, can, can grind for the armor and get access to the EAZ. They can get access to the content. It's totally free. You don't have to pay for it. So I think having micros attached to vanity items in a free event like this is totally fine I don't get why people are bristling at that so much I just would think more loot, more guns more generosity would help and streamline the grind so it feels efficient and not so painful on second and third characters we're going to go to Q&A in just a moment so if you're here live, stick around, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage, as with all my content, appreciate you listening and watching, please like, share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about being wrong about Solstice. I uh, definitely took back a lot of what I said. I thought it was a pretty good grind and was enjoying it, but then I got to the blue armor and I changed my mind. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage come on in and join the fun if you're here live right now and enjoying yourself be sure to click the follow button that helps me out that's the little heart button let's jump right into the questions nova star says 
Tips on saving up legendary shards and materials for Shadowkeep and the best way to farm them and put them. I mean, legendary shards and materials, I mean, if you're wanting to save up materials, you're going to have to be grinding on the planets. You know, just spend an entire day on a planet and do the bounties and do pub events all day. I mean, you'll get a, you'll get a pretty good amount. Um, legendary shards, again, I mean, you're just playing the game. You're just getting drops. I don't, there could be a really, really good intentional legendary shard farm. I don't know. Like, anything that basically gives you a legendary item guaranteed. Maybe strikes. I feel like you get a lot of legendary items when you're just kind of grinding out strikes to break them down. Um, outside of that, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, there's, there's like, this... I don't know if there's like this specific really, really smart farm to give you those things. Um, somebody in chat saying, you know, you can do the AFK forge farm for mats. If you lower your power level, you won't hurt the experience of other people. I mean, I'm never going to advocate that. That certainly is something you can do. But I would say it, if you're playing the game and enjoying yourself, you know, just grinding out pubs is not too bad. Um, so... Vision Empire. All in all, I'm happy with the event, and it's a really fun grind. The only thing I'm a little unhappy about is at the end with the chests, I feel like they should just show you where they are instead of you just aimlessly running around. Do you think that would be another good fix? I don't know if I dislike that. It's definitely something new that we've never done before. I don't necessarily know if it's really harmful to the experience, given that you're really only opening them for like a a small, you know, poultry offering of whatever that currency is called that you use to like open the boxes right you get the the solstice key fragments um you know to a certain extent i hear where you're coming from personally i think the actual activity could use a loot drop more than anything like a, a loot drop from the boss like a potential weapon or something um but i don't think the treasure hunt is a problem if you're gonna give me the, the chance to give feedback on the EAZ activity, I'm not going to take issue with the treasure hunt. I'm going to take issue with the fact that the boss doesn't drop anything. Same with Verdant Forest and Haunted Forest. There should have been something dropping from the bosses. It would have made the grind more enjoyable to have one or two weapons that look cool with random rolls just in there. Again, you don't have to have amazing, like, game-breaking weapons for people to be like, oh, neat, I might get a god roll. Like, let's stay in here. Let's not back out. That, that I might get a good one, I think that's a really, really strong factor that maybe gets overlooked a lot of times. I thought it was free. Isn't this year's Solstice a scam because Armor 2.0 cannot be this hard in Shadowkeep? I'm not sure where your language is coming from. It, it, it's a scam. I don't really follow the logic. Um, Armor 2.0 can't be this hard in Shadowkeep. And that's based off of a presumption. We don't know how much time it's going to take to increase the energy of an armor piece to get the benefits of it being armor 2.0. They decided to give us access to armor 2.0 early in the way of a long burn grind with Solstice. The Solstice armor grind last year was also a long burn grind. And it resulted in a power bump, didn't it? Didn't we get like a 50 power bump from the first Solstice? I don't understand where you're coming from here. If... If, if it's a little bit easier to get 2.0 once 2.0 is the standard, that's kind of logical and sensible. Well, going forward, going forward, all armor's 2.0 and it's all dropping. They decide to give you early access through a grind. I don't see how that's a scam. Um, Electric Waffle. Do you think armor 2.0 will be a good revamp or a bad revamp? 
I, it's, I can't say until I see it. I think anything that's going to have us investing in our gear and crafting a build is good. But as I've said many, many times, I want to see the content difficulty spectrum that makes sense of it. Because right now, there's no reason to grind like that crazy and get that strong of a build. You don't really need it unless you're going into something like Heroic Menagerie or if they suddenly added Contest Modifier to Crown of Sorrow and you were deltaed. Um that's the only time I would think you'd really want to be looking at, I need to craft my build perfectly, I need to really invest in this armor and try to get all these things, you know, per, you know, bumped up. Hendrix Live. What's your highlights from the TWAB? They mentioned a PvP reveal and an invitation to PAX for Crucible. Here's the thing, if they're gonna, if they're gonna do something at PAX with Crucible, I would think they're gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna be something that they put on display. Now, this could be a new game mode, or... It could be along the lines of some of the predictions that I've made. I don't know. Like, I've said they need to make the maps bigger and bring back and and, and institute a new thing like big team battles because I think that hurts some of the... The, the, it's not that heavy weapons and supers are too strong they just show up too often and you're always on top of each other so I think bigger maps and bigger team battles might help with that but people always have a pretty good pushback they're like Lono people traditionally hated the big maps so I don't know bringing back 3v3 is what Pugs is saying it could be hey we're bringing back 3v3 we're bringing back trials and they put that on display at PAX you know that's possible RC Zarenko thank you for 19 months so I don't. I honestly don't know, but there's gonna be. I think we can say with some confidence if they're gonna show us something at PAX, it's not gonna just be an announcement. They'll actually have something to put on display, like an actual game mode or something. Um, send first. Do you think it is really worth it to complete the Solstice gear since all our legendaries will be armor 2.0? That's up to you as a player. I mean, I'm definitely not feeling the pull, especially considering if you watch the talk, I mean, I think the grind is is not enjoyable, especially on second and third characters. So, I, I may do one set just to see, but I just I just don't think given that Shadow Keep's going to land and everything's going to be dropping, you know, with the new with the new stuff on it. Um, I, I, I don't feel that pull and that draw. I think what they thought was, oh, it's armor 2.0, it's it's new, and that'll really be a driver for people to put up with it, but I just think eventually people just are like, I don't really care that much. It's too much. Exhausting the player. It's kind of similar to when someone runs the raid 37 times or something and they don't get the 1K voices. It's not that they don't suddenly, it's like, oh, I don't care about the 1K voices. They're just kind of feeling exhausted. Sneaky Phoenix is the upcoming transmog to armor only for Eververse armor, or can we transmog any armor obtained so far? No one actually knows the answer to this question. The only thing we know for certain is they said every piece of Eververse armor that you've ever collected can be applied as an ornament on legendary armor obtained after Shadowkeep launches. But what they haven't said is if I can grab the armor set from Nessus and use that as an ornament. They have not said that, so we actually don't know. But what we do know is they have shown in their trailers people wearing year one vanilla armor sets. And that is either an indication that there'll be a grind to get them and they'll get the year three treatment. Or they're showing them to us because they'll be ornamental as well. There's no way for us to know right now for certain... I'm leaning towards all the old armor sets being something you can grind for if you want, and my reasoning is this. If it was going to be 
every single armor piece in the game as an ornament, they would have said that, and they didn't. They said that it's going to be Eververse armor, and then they gave us the logic and the reasoning behind why Eververse armor never had really good rolls on it. They didn't want you basically shopping for god rolls in the micro-spending store. So, given that they've uh, they have omitted the other ones and they're not they're not telling us the other armor sets will be ornamental to me that makes me lean towards saying they're probably going to be grindable again they're going to repurpose those npcs and those armor sets if you really want to try and get a great set you can because i would love to try to get a god roll set of the braytech armor or the escalation protocol armor i think it looks phenomenal the escalation protocol armor especially reminds me of wrath of the machine so I would love to grind for that. I, there's a part of me that even is preferring that. It's like, well, do I want to just have all that stuff be ornamental? Wouldn't it be fun to grind for those armor sets again? Wouldn't that be a, a completely optional grind if you want it? But it'd be fun to grind for those armor sets again, especially if the result is that it's armor 2.0 and I can make it awesome. I, that that to me would be, I think, a, more appealing than saying, yeah, I mean, any, any armor sets you ever touched from D2's launch to now can be applied as an ornament. Kyber says, what do you think of the chance uh, of the change coming to the mountaintop quest? Good, bad, meh. Um, I, I understand it. I, I think it makes sense. I know that's frustrating to people that really worked hard on it. I, I chose not to do it because they're going to nerf mountaintop. That's why <laughs> That's why I was like, dude, I'm not going to put myself through that for them to be like, starting October 1st, here's an update of weapon adjustment changes that we've made and mountaintop's going to get hit pretty hard and I believe so will Recluse. Um, so, and I, people are going to get ticked and then they'll move on like they always have. Like, so I, that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to do Mountaintop. Lowering the requirements. I mean, if it's still a viable weapon and a fun weapon, I may consider going after it once they lower the requirements and stuff. But like, to me, I just, that's just kind of what happens that they did that with um, the Claymore. So, Dark Skills says, uh, do you think that other than the Gambit, Crucible, and EAZ mini-bosses objectives, the armor grind is decent. I don't like how it's di- it, there's a dissonance to it. As I said in my talk, if my gauntlets were like, do heroic public events, patrols, and lost sectors, so I could slap on those gauntlets and just grind that out and get that done. Boom, done. Okay, my chess piece is Gambit. Matches, moats collected, blockers defeated. Okay, I can put on that chess piece, go into Gambit, and get this done. That, to me, even if I grant your premise that, like, uh, Gambit, Crucible, and the EAZ mini-bosses are really the only problem, everything else wasn't that bad, it still feels really strange that, like, I'm going into an activity, and the only thing that matters in that activity is, like, one or two things. So, the, 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 the objectives just aren't paired together in a way that is kind to the player, or I would say maybe generous to the player. If you're going to tell me, do this big long list of stuff, at least be generous in the structure of it, so I can say, okay, my helmet is for, I go into strikes, and I can knock out the helmet after like, seven or eight strikes. I can knock out the, the gauntlets after, you know, an hour in public space. You see what I'm saying? Like, if they would have synergized the, the, the requirements, this is kind of similar to things I've talked about how Ori in the Blind Forest 
and Rayman Legends could make things really intense and really tough on you. Why? Because the checkpoint's like right there. So they can raise the intensity because you're like right there. They give you, there's a thread of generosity and niceness, okay? In this grind, they could have asked us to do a lot of different things and a lot of stuff, but if there was a thread of generosity and niceness in it, like, oh, this is going to take a minute, but at least I can get it all done right here, boom, go into strikes and get all this done. I think that would have communicated a little bit more of an ease and enjoyment to the player instead of, oh, what the frick? Oh, I gotta do this. And then you kind of finish, you're like, oh, what the Oh, you're like, I wasn't paying attention. I could have been working on that while I was doing that. Ah, ah, dang it. Like, you see what I'm saying? There's a dissonance and and a confused nature to it that I think is also part of the problem. Dark skills. Do you think Bungie should allow mods to be removed from armor without dismantling the armor piece? Yeah, I don't understand. That, that's I think that's an easy quality of life change. Um, don't you think they do this this way so you can create a puzzle within the grind? There's an efficient way to complete the armor pieces. You just have to think. Yeah, but boss playa, if that's their intention, I would push back and say how much value is achieved by that. How much value is achieved by that? I just I don't know. Um, it, it to me. I, I think what I outlined achieves player volition and player commitment kind of coming together and meeting on the field instead of, well, I'm committed and I I really want to get this done, but man, this just is so smattered and confused and all over the place. So I don't, I don't, you don't feel empowered. You feel kind of like bewildered. There's just a difference. I think what masterclass is saying, it achieves frustration. It doesn't really achieve value. You're just sort of like, and it's not even a puzzle. I kind of agree with Morrissey. It's just random. You know, it's just random. I don't know. It would be too easy. Otherwise, everyone complain. I'm not saying make it easy. I'm just saying make it, make it sensible. You could still make it take a while. You know. It's the supermarket theory. You move things around that make no sense. You have to spend more time in the store. Right, and my wife got really good at that, right? Like, she had memorized the layout of Kroger, and she would put her shopping list in the order of the store. And we would just go, we'd start at the left, and we'd comb through Kroger and get all the stuff we need. And then we end in the freezer section, and we're done, right? And that's nice. But man, oh man, you got to spend how much time memorizing Kroger's freaking layout before you can do that. You also have to be really smart and uh, detail-oriented like my wife. I'm not that person. I'm an idiot. I'm like, where are the apples? Like, uh, the bread? Oh, shoot. I got to go back to that side now. Ah, dang it. I forgot this. Like, I am terrible in that environment. My wife thrives in that environment. I I don't think you gain anything by, <laughs> by doing that to people. I really don't. What is Kroger? Kroger is like a grocery store, uh, like a Publix or a Giant Eagle or Food Lion or whatever the frick you have where you are. Um, wait, what was I doing here? Oh, Pi Piper. Do you feel that the Solstice grind is going to have a negative effect? I feel some are going to get burned out before the major expansion. Um, I don't, yeah, it... It, I think because it got pushed back to October the 1st, I'm not worried about this. I think a lot of people are going to kind of get to the point where they're kind of done and they take a nice break. I don't know if anybody's going to be just balls to the wall grinding like a madman or a madwoman all the way until October the 1st. 
I think if the delay hadn't happened, I would say maybe this might happen because we'd be less than a month away. Well, no, we'd be a little bit longer than a month away from the launch of Shadowkeep. Even with the old launch date, I don't know if people would have been going crazy all the way up to the very, very 11th hour because it's just, that's a lot of time. I think that a lot of people will hit that point where they're like, okay, I'll take a break, take a day or two off, a week off, just kind of chill. Shadowkeep's on the horizon. I think a lot of people are going to get into that frame of mind. Evil the Waffler. I know everyone feels this is too much of a grind, but to me it feels like an MMO grind, which is where they're heading. If so, does this feel like it'll hurt Destiny, especially especially the casuals? Here's the thing. Um, MMO doesn't have to be like this. It's an action MMO looter shooter. So they can carve their own path. They don't have to make every single thing like, okay, so you want a new armor piece? Okay, you gotta go to the EDZ and you gotta collect 1,000 scraps of metal. And you're like, what the frick? Well, it's an MMO, so uh, get to work. Like, I don't think you need to get into that frame of mind. I don't think that's a requirement of MMO RPG identity being more fully realized. I think what, what you can do is what they're talking about. You get a piece of armor, and then you slowly add to the energy of it, and you invest in it. But you're not doing this sort of smattered laundry list checklist grind where you're not really getting anything along the way. Um, You see what I'm saying? So, like, to me, so many MMOs do that. They're like, well, the best way to get time out of this is to say, you want this, you want shoelaces for your boots that'll give you plus one to agility go knock down 300 trees and you're like gee many freaking christmas okay right and people do it because it's the way those games are set up i don't think destiny needs to get to that absurd level of you know pick up 3,000 apples to get to get one thing i just don't think we need to go to that degree of monotony um i just don't think we need to I think they can embrace a more MMO action looter shooter identity where there are definitely threads of that and you can see those influences, but you don't have to make it monotonous and mind-numbing. 34 months from Valiant, MMOs thrive on people wanting to min-max so they will grind. Well, and I think that if they create a context where that, you know... If they create a context where that's what's going on, then sure. That's why I keep saying they need content that motivates me to min-max or I'm not going to do it. You see? Waits for none. Could an improvement on the grind be that you can upgrade an individual piece instead of the whole set at once? Um, I don't know what you mean. Okay, could an improvement on the grind be that you can upgrade the individual pieces instead of the whole set at once oh 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 so like once you're done with gauntlets they upgrade and then you can start working on the next set um I don't know if I would I I don't know if I would want them to do this um I definitely think that there could be there could definitely be elements of I I don't know preferred leaf gifted to sub the maverick on PC thank you for doing that leaf um I kind of just like the idea of the whole set changing at once, and now you're in a new, now you're in a new set, and you're working on that set. I'm okay with that if they did what I said, where the gauntlets are public events, patrols, and lost sectors. So you like, you just knock that out. You just go grind out the planet, and you knock that one out. And then you go into gambit, and you knock the chest piece out. You go into strikes, and you knock out your boots. You see what I'm saying? 
I would be okay with that, and then I don't think that really hurts the idea that you got to do the whole set, and then it changes from green to blue, and then from blue to purple. Nova Hands. Hey, Lono, do you foresee any vault space issues rearing their ugly head again with another season of loot incoming? I don't know if they're going to address this in Shadowkeep, but I do think they're in the very near future, they've got to leverage the collections as a storage mechanic in the game so right now if I go in you know I go into my inventory and I'm like somebody's like Lono why are you keeping that Vigil of Heroes gauntlet why are you keeping that well it's a good role and if I ever need a full set a full Vigil of Heroes set that's a good role well for frick's sake I should be able to store that in my collections this should just be sitting in collections. Shotgun scavenger, momentum transfer. It's a nice roll, okay? It's a good roll for Hunter. You know, I should be able to just store that in collections. So it's not sitting here, taking up space, or sitting in my vault. And then you forget, like, why was I even keeping this? What the frick? Why do I have that? Swift Ride. I got a great roll on the Swift Ride. It's a nice pulse rifle. Reminds me of the Hawk Moon and the Suros PDX 45. Rampage. Outlaw, steady rounds, you know, and then it's got range on it. You know, it's a solid little pulse. I pulled that out today because I was trying to get more arc orbs and having an elemental primary helps with that. I should just be sitting in my collections, not in my vault, right? Oxaw, that's what I said. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that in the near future, though. They did indicate that they wanted to start to give us the ability to, like, lock in rolls in the collections but they've not really said anything more than that. If they combined if they combined that along with if they combine that along with a loadout system it'd be really really good. So the problem in my eyes is being able to pull random rolls negates the grind. No 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 no. I'm not saying pull random rolls Morrissey. I'm saying I would literally take this specific roll and store that into collections. So when I pull this out of collections, I get this roll every time. I'm locking this in. I don't want to be able to go to collections and have a random roll spit out every time. I agree with you. That would be really, really dumb. You would be locking in and saying, when I go to collections and I scroll over Swift Ride, this is the roll that's in my collections. Locked in forever? It's up to you. That's up to you. Don't be absurd. Like, if you want to save, like, four rolls of the Swift Ride, well, then that's where your vault comes into play, for Frick's sake. But the collections is there for you to be like, okay, I'll give an example. I got two Awestringers. Drop Mag Outlaw Rampage. That's my PvE roll, okay? Then I got the Accurized Rounds Outlaw opening shot with Range Masterwork. That's a great PvP roll, okay? Well, I could lock one in the collections and just keep one in the vault. But you're not doing that a lot. You're not always. You're not always keeping five to you know two to three to four to five rolls of a weapon. Just sometimes it's a couple weapons. You're like, okay, I I, I got a two rolls on this gun. Mostly with armor, you're definitely not going to do that. If you're keeping like I am, if you're keeping a vigil of heroes gauntlet around just because you're worried one day you might need a full vigil set, you don't have like four different rolls of the vigil of heroes gauntlets. You probably have one role that's decent that you've held on to. You know? Why drop Mag and Outlaw? 
I just like always having a fast reload, and the, I this was the best roll I could get for PVE. I just I I ran out of the 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 runes, so if I don't get the crit kill, it's still a fast reload to help maintain rampage with rampage spec. So, so this is gonna seem super out of whatever you may be talking about, but I have been watching all your YouTube videos in the shower at work before my stream before bed. How much I have come to value your opinion. Thank you for everything. Uh, you put out for us newbies. Uh, I've been trying to take everything to heart and apply it. You are responsible for me starting to get better. I thank you. Dude, appreciate that compliment, man. Hopefully, uh, you're enjoying your journey if it's if it's helping. I, um, I'm too fabulous. How are you going to make your username I'm too fabulous and misspell too? Come on! Anyway, do you think players like me who spend 70% of their time in PvP won't like the major RPG changes to the game coming in October? Example, strikes kill me, I haven't stepped foot on Nessus or IO in months and never play raids. I'm super hesitant and the Solstice grind is already killing me and a few of my friends. Um, well, here's the thing. You have to admit something. You have to admit that if you play PvP 70% of the time, that you've been playing a game that for the last four to five years has been softly kind of communicating to you that it's mostly a PvE RPG loot pursuit game. 90% of the game, 90% of the content that comes out is d- does nothing for you. DLCs drop, right? Adventures, strikes, new patrol locations, raids, nightfalls, new activities... None of those activities do jack squat for you. That's been going on for five years. So I get where you're coming from, right? I did it in the sixth grade. Give me a break. Well, you can change your username. Fix it. Anyway. Um, like, I get where you're coming from. I empathize with you. If you've come to love, right? If you come to love Destiny's PvP... I don't want you to feel like it gets any more un, like any more slanted away from you than it already is. But at the same time, it's it's been going on for 5 years. When Taken King landed, when Rise of Iron landed, when when Forsaken landed, you didn't get a whole lot, man. You didn't get very much. You've always gotten way less. You know, in Forsaken and, and beyond, you got breadcrumbs. In Taken King, you got, you know, maybe 10% of the content was oriented for you because they added new stuff and trials and all that. But I don't know. Um, I don't, I never want someone who's a fan of Destiny to feel like they're getting left in the left, they're getting left on the sidelines and ignored. I don't want that to happen to you. But I also. I just I have to be honest about the structure and the scope of the game for the last five years. That's kind of already been true anyway. And if they're going to lean more into the MMO action and the RPG, my I guess maybe my silver lining to you is maybe you could really get into a, a mindset of crafting builds for PvP because they're giving you that ability. Um, you know, you could get into that mindset. So. I want them to give you guys something like Trials again. I want them to kind of maybe even bring back, you know, a better sandbox. But the sandbox has never really settled and been and been loved anyway. It's ne- it's never really been in a place where people have been like, oh my gosh, this is so great. This is the best it's ever been. It's always been a shifting meta and a swinging pendulum. So, 
I would love it if we get on the other side of Shadowkeep and you feel like you can continue to plant your flag in Destiny and have a good time, but I also don't want your expectations to be out of step with the evolution and the consistent content delivery of Destiny. Expectations ahead of time can actually help with disappointment. So if your expectations going into Shadowkeep is... I'm going to really look for routes and ways for me to grind for gear so I can have a god-tier build for PvP because this is how I like to play and this new armor system can really fuel my play style. If that's your expectation, you'll probably feel pretty good. But if you go into Shadowkeep saying, I really hope they give us a lot of new content, new stuff, new game modes, new maps, new everything, you're probably going to be disappointed. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe what they show at PAX makes me eat a little bit of crow here and you're like, dude, look at what they're bringing, Lono. The PvP guys are thrilled. I hope that happens for you. I do. But given the the, the, the thrust and the history, I, I don't put a lot of chips on the table for that to happen for you. A restructuring of the sandbox and trying to make things better and maybe bringing back a 3v3 or bringing back trials. I could see them doing that. Beyond that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath on anything much further beyond that. Let's just wait and see would be my my feedback and at the very least you know that you can go into the armor 2.0 system with a I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a certain type of build and really craft the way my player feels in PvP and that can feel really awesome I personally feel like that could feel more satisfying than grinding for pinnacle weapons that turn you into an absurd TTK machine like Recluse Mountaintop I think there's a little bit more pride in investing in armor and builds. Like, I remember feeling really awesome when I had my tier 12 max discipline Starfire Protocol build and I was throwing fusions like an insane person with Viking Funeral in Wrath of the Machine. I love when people saw me do that and they're like, how the frick is he doing that? There was a lot of pride in that. I really enjoyed that. It wasn't like... it. it that felt better than how strong Sleeper was. Does that make sense? Like, I think there's something really cool about that. Nicholas, do you think events need to be like pinnacle weapons? Quest account wide. Um, I think more account wide stuff would be helpful, especially for stuff like this. Yeah, or at the very least, like I said, have it keep scaling down. Your second character, all the requirements are cut in half. Your third character, all the requirements are like one third of, of the initial thing. So if it's if it's 10 gambit games on your second character it's 5 gambit games and on your last character it's 3 gambit games. I'd be okay with a scale down or something account wide so it doesn't feel so dadgum painful. Um either I think either way either either step would be helpful. Either step would be helpful. The final step is account wide if they are all on purple. That needs to be more clear too because I think a lot of people maybe didn't know that. Dante Norris, I understand this is a free event, but I'm disappointed Bungie didn't at least give the annual or season pass holders the option to complete armor objectives in activities such as Forges, Menagerie, ETC. Even raids were left out. Overall, I suppose my question is, how do you feel about Bungie giving players more accessibility to play more activities as an option and not require a linear activity grind? Apologies if the question is a bit all over the place. I actually have really captured your question, and I like it because... It would be really cool if it said play 10 gambit matches or forge five weapons or something like that. Do you like I agree with you. This is actually really good feedback to Bungie. It's okay for the free event to be accessible and completable by everybody, but if I own the annual pass, man, weave that in there as an option. 10 gambit matches or 
four tier reckoning tier three reckoning it's like you see what i'm saying like give me the option to engage with some of that new content that i paid for instead of routing me through strikes gambit crucible strikes gambit crucible i think this would be a really really good piece of feedback to give them um to say you have the choice you know 10 75 guardian kills or fill in the blank with something that was from forsaken or the annual pass 100% agree with this the spirit of your question i think is really good feedback for bungie for future free events you need to give annual pass and dlc holders the option to complete stuff like this in newer activities you're not stiff arming other players who are who are non dlc non annual pass holders so you just recommend Reckoning? Reckoning's about to get some better treatment with drop rate, and they're about to adjust the difficulty. So, you know, may, maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I'm just, I was just giving an example of DLC or annual pass content. I would probably run four tier three Reckonings before I would touch freaking Gambit or Crucible. Come on. So would you. You want to play 10 games of Gambit or 10 Crucible games or run tier 3 Reckoning four four times or if it's 10 if it's 10 tier 3 Reckonings or 10 Gambit or 10 Crucible I'd take Reckoning every freaking time over Gambit and Crucible are you kidding me? going with the team Well of Radiance, Tether, Blitz it Blitz it the option would be so much better uh, I'm off to buy a phone great chat, alright see you Maverick uh, Nova Star, what should Bungie do about the Shattered Throne Masterwork goal? Uh, you'll be able to masterwork the items once the event is over, so don't worry. You'll just have to wait, obviously, for it to come back. That was, uh, Dylan confirmed that. Ballast, uh, ball, oh, sorry, Ballast Playa. <laughs> Are you suggesting a boss drop rather than the boxes or both? I would think both. That gives the thread of generosity, but it also gives the loot piece. You know, have the boss drop a weapon every time, and there's three weapons. There's a there's a shotgun, a fusion rifle, and a hand cannon. And they look cool, and you can get good rolls on them. So there's always a, ooh, what'd you get? And then you also get the boxes. Both and would be totally fine. There's no harm in taking three weapons from the old loot pool, make them look cool, give them the, give them the treatment that the, the armor has. Ah! Oh! What a missed opportunity! Give them the treatment that the armor has. They drop green, you level them up to blue, you level them up to purple, and then they look cool like the armor does, and they have potentially cool rolls, and then once you get the purple version, maybe that unlocks it in the loot pool, so then the boss can drop the purple version, so then you can farm for cool rolls. What a missed opportunity! Like, something, that's that's not even that significant. That's a couple of guns from the old loot pool. You know, and then you don't mind like running the activity because you're like, oh, I might get a cooler drop on such and such fusion rifle, shotgun, or hand cannon. That also extends the relevancy of the activity beyond once you're done with it. You could keep grinding for a god roll on the weapon. Slim Sinatra. Should they buff the Solstice armor for the people who've completed the original objectives? And what's a god roll for Ostringer and how do I get the gun? Sorry. Ostringer drops from Menagerie. The, uh, we can get you a recipe in chat on how to get the Ostringer. A god roll for Ostringer for PvP would be opening shot, accurized rounds, rangefinder, probably. And then the PvE roll would probably be outlaw, rampage. I don't know. Accurized rounds would probably still be pretty good on there. Dante Norris, thank you for the brand new sub. Um, and then you can, there's a recipe you can do that on, uh, you know, you can do that in Menagerie. Wicked GT, Lono, in your opinion, do you feel with this grindy event, is it even worth it to achieve this? Oh, wait, hang on. There was two parts of that last question. 
Should they buff the Solstice Armor for the people who completed the original objectives? Nah, I don't think so. Wicked GT. Lono, in your opinion, do you feel with this grindy event, is it even worth it to achieve this for the updated Armor 2.0? I keep getting the, is it worth it question. That's up to you. Do you want to spend the time between now and October 1st grinding for it? Because it is Armor 2.0. I mean, if you want to, then go for it. But I'm not going to tell you that it's worth it or not, because I'm feeling that it's not, but other people feel that it is. Peter Iliak. Would you like to see this type of grind on the armor in Shadowkeep? Not necessarily the green, blue, purple, but the requirements to unlock bonus perks. There's going to be something like this because there's going to be a way to increase the energy of the weapon, uh, I'm sorry, the armor, and then unlock mod slots. So, um, the, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't know, I don't know if every time I get a piece of armor and I want to increase the energy, I don't know if this is how I want it to be, though. I don't know if I want to be drug into you know, hey, if you're uh, you're wanting to do this, then uh, you gotta run 10 games of Gambit, and you're like, frick, you're like, I finally got a great roll on this armor, and I want to invest in it, but now I gotta go into Gambit, like, you see what I'm saying? I would hope maybe it's just a material sink or a time sink of just playing XP-based or something so that the armor just gets filled with energy. I don't want to level up armor I, I just don't like there is just something I don't like about you want to level this thing up? Go over there to that activity. I don't want to. I don't want to play. I don't want to be a pirate. I don't want to play Crucible. Like, you know, I just, I don't know if that's the right approach. I push back on that, and I'm maybe just owning the fact that that's my preference and my bias. I'm not going to necessarily make the argument that it's good or bad game design, but I definitely think the community is bristling against the idea of if you want to upgrade such and such or get such and such, we're going to make you go into activities you don't ordinarily go into, and I don't think people are responding well to that. Sir Treebeard. Um, I am an int. Why do you think Bungie has devoted more time to updating Eververse stock than the actual game vendors? And do you think they will balance the updates in the future? Well, seven months from Robzilla, thank you. There's a team devoted to the, the Eververse. It's not like there's some team that could be refreshing all the NPCs and they're like, well, instead, we want you to do Eververse. There's a team that's in charge of the vanity items. The emotes, the ghosts, the sparrows, the shaders, you know, and I'm fine with that. That's, they're self-published and they're vanity items. I got no problem with it. And they're making a free entry point. All of year one, you know, 90 something dollars worth of content is going to be free as a free entry point. Then you can get another $75 worth of content for like 30 or 40 bucks forsaken in the annual pass. And then you can get shadow keep for whatever the frick cost it is. Like, I, I'm i fine with that. They're being in, insanely generous with content, and when you're being generous with content, I'm going to give you a pass on your vanity store. I just am. I think that's I think that's legitimate. People are like, I can't believe you defend microtransactions. I can't believe a $60 game has microtransactions. I can't believe people get so idealistic and, and create absolute standards for video games in a world where th- every game is different than the next. You know, the fact that we're at a point where Destiny 2 and all year one content is free and then year two is heavily discounted, almost 50% off. I, I When you look at the mountain of content that you get in that small amount of upfront investment of money or no money, if you're going to bristle at microtransactions, I think you're going to have to have a really hard case being consistent because 
so many other games give you way less for the money and also have micros. I think Destiny is the last game you can start to give give crap about their micros. In the grand scheme of the gaming world and what you get for money in most games, when you spend $60 on a game like Spider-Man or God of War or any other game, when you look at the mountain of content you get in Destiny as an entry point now, and even if you're a player, if you're a day one Destiny 2 vanilla player and you're like, but I've spent all this money, Lono, I, I still think the value transmission to dollars spent is absurdly generous in your favor. I really just don't think anybody can make a strong, logical, well-argumented point against vanity items being in a, being in a micro store. I just, I really think it's incredibly difficult to make a good and respectable argument against it. I just feel like people get dogmatic and they're defending an ideology rather than like making a sensible argument. Gamer Pro, do you think Solstice Armor objectives this year is a chore last year? I, my memory of last year is that I did all of them and I didn't it didn't take as long or I didn't hate it as much <laughs> I I don't know I didn't feel like it was as painful last year because I did all of them and this year I'm just like no <laughs> maybe I'm getting old and grumpy or maybe it's not it maybe it's a, a, a more difficult or long like longer grind or something so Nicholas what's your opinion of the nightfall car I think the card makes nightfalls a joke mm, mm, mm. that's your choice you could also maybe incentivize players to go for really high scores and really make it tough. This is where difficulty spectrum can come in. Um, last year was awful. You had to do those 30 missions over three characters. I hated last year's. Maybe because it was more linear and I didn't have to go into Gambit and Crucible. Maybe that's why my memory is more charitable to what you guys are saying was bad. I'm not saying last year was better. I'm saying my memory of it is that I just, I actually did it. I don't know. Um... Nightfall card only makes the Nightfalls a joke if you choose to make them a joke. You could choose to make them challenge, challenging. Like, the spirit of your question is that you don't, you think it's too easy. Okay, well then make them harder. Like, that's, you want challenging content? Throw on Extinguish. Delta the frick out of yourself. Put on Match Game. Give yourself no benefits. Now, the dilemma is, other than your own player preference, why would I do that? This is why there needs to be an incentive tied to really, really difficult content. Whether it's Heroic Menagerie, which is a joke. Like, who the frick cares about those swords? Um, or even even, even Crown of Sorrow. Crown of Sorrow is not even that hard, but it's a time commitment. You gotta get a six-man team. You gotta, you gotta make sure everybody knows what the frick they're doing. And there's like zero loot incentive. So, there's two lanes here that need to happen really challenging content definitely needs more of a place in the game like difficulty spectrum hard mode for raids or you know using contest modifier making public spaces harder if i choose to that needs to happen i think that's a good thread of longevity and hardcore player context like i want to live in a harder environment cool here you go but that lane gets lopsided and wobbly if it's not like balanced by loot incentive it's like then you've got some nice harmony in the game 
If you're just like, yeah, you can make it hard if you want to, or Heroic Menagerie is like really tough just because, you're like, where's the loot incentive? That's when stuff gets dissonant, wobbly, and engagement goes down. Like, Heroic Menagerie's engagement has to be an absolute freaking joke right now. And that's, that, that, that does have to do with Solstice, but it also has to do with the fact that like there's zero freaking loot incentive and it's a really unenjoyable environment. Delta with Extinguish. No thanks. What's the loot incentive? Some swords! What the frick? <laughs> what? Glorified party favors? Like, why am I going to go into that content? Why am I going to run Crown of Sorrow each week? You could get an auto rifle that's trash or maybe a decent shotgun roll that you don't need or a scout (laughs) or a machine gun they just got recently nerfed like you need loot incentive tied to challenging content and that's an enormous dissonance in the game right now raid loot's been trash since last wish don't at me it's all trash it's not worth it there's they're 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 good or they're as good or matched by existing loot elsewhere in the game Endgame aspirational content loot should not be equal to other loot in the game. It just shouldn't be. That's stupid. Why am I running a raid each week for a gun I can get elsewhere? Basically. You know. So, the curated Emperor's courtesy is amazing if you don't have a one-two punch last man standing. Okay. Still doesn't solve the problem that I'm talking about. You're you're talking about one item on a menu. You're going to a restaurant and saying, well, this one item, if they cook it just right, is actually pretty good. The rest of the menu sucks, but this one item here, if they cook it just right, it's actually good. I'm not going to go to that restaurant. <laughs> like, <laughs> one gun, one roll out of the whole raid. I ain't going to that activity. Frick that. Uh, 12 months from Engo. Thank you so much, you, for a whole year. Uh, I love your movies. Well, thank you. Uh, I feel the negativity with this grind isn't the amount, but that we're grinding two-year-old free side content. It'd be nice to have an either-or requirement. Yep, somebody already said this. Like, let me as a con- as a DLC holder or annual pass holder go into other content if I want. Definitely agree with that. Uh, would you, 43? Do you think this is will be the norm for events to not have bright engrams? I miss the ability to earn stuff from test for the event. Yeah, I like that too. This may just be the result of a change to the Eververse. I don't know if we could get them to bring that back. If I'm going to if I'm going to plant my flag and draw a line in the sand on issues with the free event, this isn't where I'm going to focus my attention. I hear where you're coming from, but I'm not going to focus my attention on this. I'm going to focus my attention on loot incentive and the, the the fun and generous nature of the grind. Like it should be fun. It should be. It should be satisfying. Um, so. Melmzy, do you think Bungie will ever adopt a different way to sell us Eververse items than currently? Right now, they profit off a sense of urgency. Every micro store does. Fortnite. Uh, and I think lots of people would rather have a lot more options available to buy a lot more often. Maybe a weekly selection a lot more options to buy in the week each category. I mean, there's psychological studies that go into this. There's UI studies and usability tests that have probably happened. I hear where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, they're vanity items. And if you want them, buy them. It, if, if you don't want to buy them, or you think it's too expensive, or you think you're they're just they're preying on the urgency and FOMO, feeling of missing out. I'm 
okay, that that's fine, but it, they're vanity items and you don't need them. So I, they do the same thing in Fortnite. I mean, it's the, the limited store. It rotates every, what, 24 hours. And you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta get that all. It's on sale. Oh my gosh, look how cool he looks. Look at his back bling. And you drop 15 bucks on a skin, you know? So the issue is I want to buy more. Well, like, I understand, like, you're wanting to, like, open it up and have it look like a shoe store, right? Where there's just aisles and aisles and aisles of things for you to buy. That works against purchase incentive, though. Because you're like, oh, I can buy that any time. And you know what a lot of people would end up doing is, like, nah, I'll, just, I'll, I'll buy that later. And then a couple weeks goes by, months goes by, and they're like, I don't really care. I don't really need that stuff. But when you create a sense of urgency, like, this will be gone next week. This will be gone if I don't buy it now then from a business perspective it makes total sense why are you just spending you know scummy microtransaction practices Lono I'm not like they're vanity items it's a self published game that gives you a ton of content for a very very low amount of entry fee so if they want to think smart and logistically and strategically about their Eververse microtransaction store I have no problem with that if they were being super stingy and the entry point into the game was super expensive and super difficult, then I might side with you and be like, is this really necessary? Man, you guys make it really hard to get into the game. It's really expensive just to pick up and play. It's so cheap. It's such it's such an accessible and generous game with respect to what content you get, you know? Uh, Kazakhan says, I feel the EAZ could be more... If Solstice Armor is going to be your main event, then I feel like some side rewards would be great to implement. The EAZ could be a bigger part of it and might help with game hopping. If it felt more engaging and you had a little bit more incentive to stick around, I don't know exactly what they would do, but I don't know, man. I'm just spitballing. What's your thoughts? Not a question. Forza. Why does Bungie insist on adding objectives that force us to throw in activities? Leaving after the mini-boss, AFK Crucible Gambit. So they insist on adding objectives that force us to throw in activities. Right, like, I talked about this in my initial impressions about Solstice. I said, I understand why they do this. It's a celebration of Destiny the last year. And if you want a full armor set, there's all these activities that you're going to be required to go into. I understand the the, 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 the intention and the philosophy. My, I questioned in my original video... Is that really helping and necessary now? We're five years into the franchise. Are you really going to win me over to like Crucible by kind of like making me go into Crucible? Are you really going to convince me that Gambit's suddenly worth my time? No, probably not. If anything, you're going to make me like it a whole lot less because I feel like you're making me do something I really don't want to. Just like with the milestones, like in those first couple of weeks when you're trying to level up, you're like, I'm only going into Crucible because I'm trying to level up. Frank, I got a gun and I didn't need a gun. And then you, you almost hate Crucible more, right? I... I don't know if it's achieving the aims that they they have, right? I, I don't know. I think he means throw, like, not complete or lose. Right, no, 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 no. I understand what he's saying. By making us go into activities we don't want to be in, we go in with a bad attitude, and we don't go in with the spirit of the, the activity in mind. AFKing, throwing, leaving after the mini-bosses, like, these are all the result of players going into activities that they don't want to be in. That's what happens. The, the, the spirit of the activity is is not even acknowledged. I don't give a frick. 
It happened the other night when I was playing Gambit off stream. We won the first round and the other team literally quit. They literally quit. They didn't collect a single mode. They were like, well, it'll be faster if we just quit. And they're right. If the, think, Just think about this with me. If the reason I'm going into Gambit is to get 10 Gambit matches completed, I'm not going into Gambit because I want to play Gambit. So my intention as a player is to go in and complete 10 games. So what the frick do you think I'm going to do if we lose the first round? I'm going to throw. It'll be faster just let them win. I'm not in here because I want to be. I'm in here because I need to get these 10 Gambit matches completed. So you you pit the player against the spirit of the activity when they're in there because it's a requirement. It's, that's why I don't think it's a good idea. Now, if you took my idea and you took the chess piece and it said 10 Gambit matches, X number of moats banked, blockers killed, at the very least, people would still be playing the game to a certain degree of honoring the activity because they're in there they're getting their 10 matches they need to bank moats they need to kill blockers so they're still staying in the lane of the spirit of the activity that's the problem is like it, it was like they did this in titanfall one if you wanted the prestige you had to do these absurd challenges so you pitted the player against the spirit of the game modes people would go into game modes and try to get really specific really absurd strange kills for these challenges to prestige in titanfall one and it ruined the game modes you'd have six people on your team running some stupid weird build where they're hiding in corners with what was it like c4 or something and they're not helping with the objective and they're not helping with the game mode they're basically throwing because they're trying to do some challenge game developers need to understand that like you cannot coerce people into an affinity it's not you can't do it you can't make me like an activity it isn't gonna happen never it's never happened well I'm so glad they made me run 10 gambit modes because you know what now after months of disliking it I suddenly like it now that just doesn't happen man it just doesn't happen. So at the very least, bottom rung, if you're going to make me go into Gambit, at least have it be sensible. Like, I'm going to complete this chess piece in five Gambit games. As long as I'm banking moats and destroying blockers, I'm, I'm getting this done. But when you only need 10 games, when you only needed 40 games for Breakneck, it was like, I'm, you're just you're you're taking the player and you're saying yeah just ignore the spirit of the game mode just ignore it you just need 10 game modes you don't need to do anything else just get in there and get those get those get those tallies up oh you lost first round yeah just throw just throw and expecting the player to do anything else I think is naive oh but I mean why would you just go in and have fun oh come on come on Mr. Brady Come out of your television sentimentality, like your sitcom dad mindset. That's not what people are going to do. They want to do what they want to do. It's their it's their gaming experience. On a Friday night, they get home from work. Do you think they want to hang out in 10 Gambit matches? No. They want to do the thing in, in, in Destiny that's their favorite or, or their token activity. And if that ain't it, that's probably going to be the response from the player. Uh, Forza. Would Solstice be better received if the armor objectives forced you to play all the relevant activities we had throughout D2? Raids, Menagerie, Reckoning, Yikes, I know, EP. Well, I think somebody had a better idea earlier. Like, just give me the option. If I don't feel like playing Gambit, then let me run Forges or something. As a, If I'm holding Annual Pass and DLC in my inventory, like, that's an option for me. If you're one of the free players, then you gotta go into the free content. 
you know. You also need auto rifle multi kills for breakneck. Well, sure, but Johnny, but like auto rifle multi kills isn't necessarily in the spirit of Gambit. You see what I'm saying? Like, and you typically got the auto rifle multi kills done well before you got the 40 matches completed. They're trying to populate playlist. Gambit numbers were super low before Solstice. Good. If Gambit numbers are low, good. That they need to see that they're low because the game mode's not good. Like, don't juice your playlist numbers through coercion because look what ends up happening oh we, we we really got more people in the gambit playlist it really made matchmaking go quicker yeah and a bunch of people went in and afk'd and threw matches and didn't try and frustrated the people that actually like the game mode like it doesn't help it doesn't help oh we filled the funnel with a bunch of unwilling players <laughs> it's like that's not ideal either uh am i me or am i not that is the ultimate quandary in question. I don't know. Uh, Danny with 31 months, thank you. Um, it is a good grind. Sure, it's not for players that only play Destiny, but it's not as bad as it seems to me. Not a question. Um, our adventures. What do you think of the shader issue? In my opinion, I think they should revert to one global shader for armor, keep the current system for gunship sparrows. 100% disagree with your... Why would you argue for this? If I want to mismatch shaders or put different shaders on different items and make things ma- match or complement each other or go for whatever look I want, why would you take that freedom away from the player? If anything, we need more freedom in shaders. You need to be able to rotate them. I want to be able to rotate them. So if I go over here to this shader and I'm like, oh, this shader looks dope, right? Imperial dress. And then I look at the way that it's applied and I'm like, you know, I'd really prefer to have less gold and more purple with gold highlights. I should be able to go to each individual item. And when I go to apply the shader to this cloak, I should be able to push a button that rotates the shader. So the application of the colors changes on the item, like so that maybe it's purple with gold highlights or whatever. Like if I go to my threat level, same thing. I go in here and I'm like, oh man, let's get this thing looking right. Uh, that's a little too much gold. I want mostly purple or I want mostly black and purple with a little bit of gold. I should be able to rotate the shader. That's four applications for one shader and then you'd have more control. Giving us control of what we look like is a good thing, not a bad thing. I don't know why you would ever, ever take that away from the player. So that sounds really complicated to develop for the number of items in the game. No, it's not complicated at all. Because right now, when I go to this shader, when I go to Imperial Dress, it's just doing color by number. There are sections of the gun that are receiving gold, purple, black, gray. Okay? And when I hit rotate, all it does is it says, well, instead of gold hitting color section one, gold now hits color section number two. Like, that isn't... You don't have to do anything to each... You don't even have to do anything at the individual item level. It's literally within the shader system. It's just color by number is all it's doing. Like, right now, you go in here and you got purple, black, and a light light purple, and then, you see what I'm saying? You just rotate the color by number assignments. That's all you're doing. You're not doing anything to the item itself. Ashen Hollow... The boxes don't feel rewarding at all compared to the cookies we baked and whatnot. Mainly get blues and only got a couple of armor pieces every 5 to 10. Should the armor drop every box or is that me being spoiled by Menagerie? Uh, no, I think I'd be fine. It's just armor. I mean, you're, you're, you're only getting it for the rolls. Like, what, what, what difference does it make at that point? I, I, I said that in my talk. A thread of generosity and a thread of loot drop like guns dropping from the boss would be a great change. Dark skills. I know... It, uh, a bit of a stretch, but I like the verticality and the big space of the EAZ. I agree with you. Do you think this could be an indication 
uh, that this could be appealing in Crucible. Well, one of the problems with a lot of the Crucible maps is that they are very linear and they're very choke point choke point oriented. So, and with radar reach, it's really easy to know like, oh, somebody's going to be coming through that door, and you just get team shot, um, or you get prenated, and then you get, you know one or two hand cannon shots, and you're dead. Uh, verticality and different uh, different flanking and, and um, approaches like that. It's it's easier to disrupt a team that's camping. It's easier to surprise a player. It's easier to feel empowered as a player with lots of agility and you know if you're really intelligent you know how to move around so maps with good verticality and different approaches can actually be really really helpful you got to be careful though because if you go too crazy i think the the eaz would be a rough map because it'd be really easy to camp snipe and corner camp but with radar maybe not i don't know i think there's so much verticality especially with the buildings it might be a bit too much but verticality is definitely a help to map design so it doesn't turn into such a linear like choke point heavy everybody's hand holding that's why everybody hand holds on the classic d2 maps everybody hand holds and uses pulse rifles oh dead rifles a lot of it's map design if you're making all the approaches really really predictable and really easy to know like oh they're either going to come from there or from there and radar kind of lets you know when that's happening it's really easy to team shot with pulses and just dad rifle your way through a lot of the more classic d2 maps you'll notice that a lot of the hand cannon shotgun aggressive playstyle gets the most footing on some of the d1 maps because those maps are a little bit more scrappy and it's a little bit easier to close space and you have a lot of different options of closing space so it, it, a lot of the more classic d2 maps they were so lane and choke heavy because it was double primary it was just, it was a very different era Vision Empire. I'm looking to change to piece. What is going on with the word two here? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking to change over to PC when Shadowkeep comes out in October, but I don't want to spend a grand for a good gaming experience. What would you recommend for a good starting gaming PC to play D2, maybe other games money wise? You could go. I mean, you could go pre built and probably get a pretty decent. Uh, you could probably get a pretty decent gaming rig for 800 that would run that would run Destiny 2 and it would look really nice. Uh, once you get below about $800, and then people are like, build your own and save a bunch of money. I, you know, okay, you, I guess you could do that if you want. Um, try and build your own and support it and then go through all the, all the fun driver issues and installation issues and software, which I absolutely freaking hate. Um, if you don't presently own a PC, I don't know if you're suddenly going to be the sort of person that wants to build and support one yourself. So I would say 800 bucks on a pre-built would probably be pretty good. Asus has got some really nice rigs you can buy on Amazon. In the 800 price range, you're probably going to get a nice rig that can make D2 look really nice. Um, so, and Demins, who is... I would consider an authority in this in this field says you only save about $100 if you build your own TBH if that yeah a lot of times now building your own is not cheaper because just the price of a lot of the hardware is just in a really weird spot JD Turkleton with armor 2.0 making all of our old armor obsolete and newly obtained armor will be 2.0 those perfect rolls we strive to get will have to be obtained again however exotic armor hardly drops so the god rolls we finally got are not easily replaced do we know if exotic armor will be 2.0 we have no idea what the exotic armor is going to be cover 2 from what Luke posted yesterday do you think that there are bigger changes coming than we are anticipating 
Um, I would say, I mean, bigger changes than what we're anticipating. I mean, I've been anticipating really big changes. I don't know what you've been expecting. I want a complete overhaul of the perk system, the rolls on guns, the depth of perks, the power of perks, the number of perks on guns. Um, you know, and obviously the PvP guys want a big, big sandbox shift and change and, and the, the game to really land on its feet. And I, I'm not going to hold my breath on Crucible. They've been trying for five years, so I'm not really sure. We'll have to be, we'll just wait and see what their vision is. But if they want to, if they really want to bring PvP forward, especially if they have plans to bring it forward beyond Destiny 2 on a new consoles, and if they do a Destiny 3, you know, a couple of years from now, they've got to get PvP right. And as much as I don't think they can, because it's just, it's just, there's so many power challenges with respect to subclasses and exotics and abilities and guns and rolls on guns like I think it's a very very difficult game to wrestle to the ground with respect to balance so I don't have a lot of confidence in them being able to do that I kind of want them to we talked about this before it's one of the most satisfying and most amazing arena shooters ever made so it'd be a, such a shame for them to never get it right I, I want them to get it right because it's just it's such a pleasing game to play and to watch it has really good potential but they've just they've just got a lot of threads that are going to make it really hard for them to ever wrestle this game to the ground and have it feel balanced Wishwash. I personally would like to see scalable completion percentage passed on uh, content like the helmet requires strikes maybe heroic strikes get 1, nightfall 5 heroic menagerie 20, raid 50 and carry that out through the other pieces how that land on you grind wise I don't dislike this suggestion I, I I don't know this feels like it might be more complex than it's worth I think what I went for kind of gets at this like you get to kind of go into a lane that you like and just get it done get it done but I think what you're trying to say is if I want to play PvE, there's a really, really efficient way of doing it. Like a raid is way more efficient than anything else. I think that's really, really difficult because I, I guess it would give players autonomy and choice over their grind. So if you wanted to run two raids and be done, as opposed to running ten strikes, I would be okay with you being able to do that. I don't think that hurts the the, the spirit of it. Timeless DBZ. Are you going to play Anthem new update? Uh, no. They gotta do way more than that a Cataclysm for me to come back. You're Papa Meister. Do you think that with Shadowkeep we'll get full vendor refreshes across the board, for example Gambit, Crucible, Vanguard, or do you think we could get a whole season revolved around factions? I mean, I think they'll refresh at least those, you know, at least Vanguard and Crucible. I want to see every NPC get some good refresh and a reason to run it. You know, I want all the planets too. Uh, Novastar. In a recent PC Gamer interview, Luke Smith confirmed that they are making changes to the way that strikes work and reward players. They made it clear that they are aware that strikes are boring and unrewarding. Um, But what do you think they can do to combat this? Strike scoring for all strikes, uh, heroic strike exclusive loot in the pool or something? Thoughts? I have a video and a talk on this already. What I've continued to say is I think the best thing to do is in the spirit of a playlist, you want people to stay in the playlist, right? So I don't think you add strike-specific loot to the playlist. That doesn't make sense, okay? You don't want people leaving the playlist. You want people to stay in the playlist. That's the whole point. That's why it's called a playlist. So I think a bounty system with at Zavala that rotates weekly that functions like the chalice, okay? Functions like the chalice. So every two strikes, you get 
the shotgun that he he has that week. He has a bounty for the new Vanguard shotgun. And you just stay in the playlist. It's just like the chalice. You get the shotgun, but you can stay in the playlist. You don't have to go back to the tower. And you run a couple more strikes. And you could tie a difficulty spectrum to it. Like, maybe there's normal strikes and heroic strikes. And heroic strikes, you complete the bounties faster. But, you know, heroic strikes are a little bit harder or something. That, to me, would be the best way to do it. Because, like, you just want people to stay in the playlist. I don't want to be going for a Warden's Law or some other strike-specific piece of loot in the playlist. They've got that. Nightfalls work. Nightfalls rotate. Maybe Nightfalls need upgraded Nightfall loot, but, you know, you could do that maybe every season or every year. But I don't know if you do that to the playlist. A playlist should function that way. And then daily story missions, I I don't know what the frick you do with those. Those are just like, you do those for milestones, and then you're like, I don't really care once I'm done with the milestones. Like, why am I running these? Uh, Maybe those could be a a really good grind for materials or enhancement cores to give them, like, a purpose that's sensible. It's not loot, because they're really easy missions and they're fast. But if you get if if you get in a really good run and you run through a, a daily story mission ten times, it could be a great way to like boost up all your planetary mats, your enhancement cores, and your glimmer. Right? That could be like your you got your currency grind, you got your vanguard grind, and then you got your like specific. I'm gonna go into this specific nightfall for this grind. That would add maybe a pretty good spectrum to that vanguard hopper. You know, you go into the vanguard. You know. You go into the Vanguard and you you kind of do that, you know, I'm going to do these different things in each week. So let's check out Zura. Apparently he's on Nessus, people are saying. Dark skills. Your idea for storing roles in collections, should all roles obtained be stored? No, I mean, that's, that, that, that's not what it needs to be. You're storing the role that you like or the role that you want to keep. And then if you're really... If you're really wanting to save, like, like I said, on the Ostringer, I have a PvP role and a PvE role. That's fine. I don't need to store both of those. Um, so, I don't need to store both of those, but I can put one in my in my vault. I can put one in, you know, you always have, like, each character's carrying a bunch of stuff. They almost become, like, miniature pack mules, you know. Dodger Dog, speaking as someone who finished all three sets of armor, I can now open Solstice packages for God Roll armor. I'm worried that the rolls will be irrelevant once Shadow Keep drops. Will the armor we claim have random rolls again once we claim them from 2.0? I I don't know. I would think if you get like a God Roll pair of gauntlets, um, if you get a God Roll pair of gauntlets, I, it would be weird for them to let you upgrade them and then take them away. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that'd be really, really odd. I forget where Zur is. Oh, that's right. He's on the barge. They put him on the barge, don't they? Um. Maha Jr. How long can I do the tribute hall stuff? Is there a date when the tribute hall is over? Or is it always open for me? With Solstice Grind, that's not really my focus right now. I honestly don't... I don't know how the tribute stuff works... Moments of Triumph has a has a date limit on when you can complete it, but I don't think Tribute Hall is ever supposed to close. That I do not think. Um, I don't. I don't think they're doing that with Tribute Hall. Tribute Hall will be there permanently, as far as I know. The Tribute Hall is is there, and then Moments of Triumph just has an end on it because that's it's an event. Stay frosty. Uh, do you think Bungie should change the catalyst drops from prestige layers uh, since Shadowkeep allows players to not 
require previous expansions in which they don't have their own? Yeah, I, I, we, we had a question yesterday. It wasn't during Q&A, but somebody asked me about that. Um, ooh, Shards of Galanor with Enhanced Hand Cannon Reloader and Sniper Scavenger, Rocket Scavenger. That's that's nice. That's nice. I wish Shards wasn't so nerfed, but man, if they ever bring Shards back. And then Chromatic Fire has got Unflinching for Hand Cannon Sniper uh, with Special Ammo Finder. That's pretty good for PvP. Uh, feedback Fences. I don't know if people really use Feedback Fences anymore, but it's got Machine Gun Scavenger, Sniper Rifle Scavenger, Pulse, and Sidearm Reloader, but Momentum Transfer. Momentum Transfer is probably pretty good for Feedback Fences, because causing damage with a grenade reduces your melee cooldown. Um, that seems not bad, but I'm definitely going to buy that uh, Shards of Galanor roll. I don't know if I have an Enhanced Hand Cannon Reloader Shards. And then I got a Foe Tracer roll with... Uh, Heavy lifting machine gun machine gun uh, reserves is kind of nice, but I don't know if Foe Tracer really lands uh, in PVE. Deals damage to low health marked enemies, visually marked target enemies. Yeah, I don't know. That that's probably not worth using or keeping. But um, yeah, I had a shards with enhanced shotgun and machine gun scavenger, um, which that's not bad. That's not bad. So. Uh, we'll keep Zer up, though, for the duration so people can see what he's got. Austin Lee, do you think... Did I answer that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Catalyst should just be dropping from other places. Like, I don't want to have to go into frickin' Spire of Stars for the chance at a, at a, at a, at a Catalyst. Austin Lee, do you think they should bring back the strike-specific loot, not in the Nightfall ones, but, like, where they were with D1 Skeleton Keys? I already addressed how they should do strikes... I don't want to bring back skeleton keys. I think maybe updating strike specific loot would be nice, but I do think I do think the uh, the nightfall system works fine. I do I do think though with the nightfall system, once you hit a certain score threshold and you're speedrunning it, I kind of feel like it should drop every time. I did make that argument when I talked about the generosity of the menagerie is an indictment just about how not generous the game is. If I'm grinding Warden of Nothing for a Warden's Law, I don't think there's any harm in giving me a Warden's Law every run. I don't think we need Nightfall RNG protection. Nightfall RNG protection is a punt. Just give me the thing every time. Like, we don't need that protection on a lot of the items in the game. They should just be dropping so I can grind for a roll. The odds of getting the roll you want are low anyway, so... Run stri- I run strikes says, what if at each major tower NPC have their own solstice set? Want to run strikes? Go get some- yeah, we had the suggestion the other day. You know, it would almost be like a quest line. Go to the different things. I- yeah, I'd be okay with that too. Anything to give us more intentionality. I don't mind telling me to go to Gambit. Like I said, if the chess piece is Gambit, have it be 10 Gambit games, banking a certain number of moats, and you know, killing or sending a certain number of blockers, and then that just lets me go in and play Gambit and knock it out pretty quickly and efficiently, so I'm at least staying in the in the spirit of Gambit when I'm in there. Austin Lee. Why do you think we can't apply shaders to exotic weapons? Uh, when you preview the shaders, they have an example, Outbreak is that color, but they won't let it implement it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. They let you do it to armor, but not to guns. Maybe that's a future change coming or something. Mookmi says, currently I'm in the Rageous Amalon clan on PC and a different clan on Xbox. When cross-save comes, my Xbox characters will be my main. Will there be an opportunity to replace my PC account to Rageous Amalon with my Xbox account? Um, will there be an opportunity to replace my PC account in Rageous Amalon? Oh, so you want to bring your Xbox account over to PC. I believe your clan assignment should stay the same then. I don't know. 
I'm not sure how they're gonna do that. Dark skills. This might be too much to ask for, but should the vault be accessible from orbit or something? Can't imagine those with multiple characters who have to do third-party inventory managers. I think the collection could be a great way to achieve this. Could give people the ability to, like, you know, pull stuff from collections instead, and that basically becomes your vault, would achieve what you're talking about. Uh, Prof Asual, Profasual says, um, Profasual, like casual? Profasual. Enough about Armor 2.0. Let's talk about Weapon 2.0. Since D1 has been waiting for a Weaponsmith, the ability to change perks and looks on the weapon scope barrel. What are your thoughts on this? I don't want to be able to re-roll or craft guns ever in Destiny. Ever, 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 ever. Reforging weapons was terrible. It is not good for loot pursuit. It is acid on loot incentive and is not a good idea. I don't want that. Now, if you want to give me the ability to level up a gun, invest in it through the gunsmith, through bounties, and I can add more mods to it, if you want to add that thread of crafting after I get my god roll, I'm open to hearing you. Right? Well, level up your gun, you can put another mod on it. Level up your gun, you can put another perk on it. I'm open to listening to that. But I don't want to take away the loot pursuit god roll chase. I just don't think that's a good idea. I think that's bad for the game. How high is low? With the launch of Destiny 2 on Steam in October, do you have any worries about server issues on launch day? New Light, Shadowkeep, and new platform release are all on the same day. Seems to be a heavy task. I'm not too concerned. It's peer-to-peer game. The backbone of the networking stuff is basically the same. You're just launching it through a different place. The friends list thing might be a disaster. But other than that, I'm not I'm not too concerned. I'm, I'm not going to like lose sleep uh, over that. We'll see. Uh, I trust that they're making the good they're making good moves and maybe the delay will help them like iron out some things. So if you're here live right now and you've enjoyed this conversation in the Q&A, I do these all the time. I'm going to be doing another talk in just a little bit with another Q&A session, so don't go anywhere. If you like the content, click follow. That supports me. That's the heart button. That's free. doesn't cost anything to do that. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Come on, hang out with us. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>